0: Welcome to the Point of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now here's Rick. Well, Welcome to another episode of Point of Impact Podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining with us and we're just excited about the folks that are learning about this podcast and are joining in and it's just a really incredible response from folks who are connecting through one place. So if you're a one place listener, uh, you're really, uh, you're you're uh, you're a lot, uh, and we appreciate the numbers and the folks and the people that are tuning in and enjoying it. And I'm just glad to have you. But if it's Apple or it's Spotify or Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, however it is, it's great to have all of you joining with us. And and uh, we're going to continue talking today about drift and. Drifting in your life and, and what that's all about. I do want to just say that my new book, You Got Style, is coming out. It'll be out on October 14th, and you can pre-order it on Amazon. And so if you're interested in doing that, that would be great. Love would love to have you uh, learn more about it. And you can also go to rickmantiana.com and, and uh, check it out there as well. So just excited about all the ways that this book is going to help so many, many people. My first true self-help book. I've been writing inspirational, motivational books before, but this one's really a self-help book to just help you understand what is your decision style? What is your time style? What is your financial style? What is your spiritual style? What is your thinking style? These things are just crucial, crucial to know about yourself and learn about yourself and, and, and realize that this is who you are. This is the way you're wired up and, and then learning that about yourself and then learning it about others, your friends, your family members, your spouse, your kids, your coworkers—it's just invaluable to know these, know these things. It will help you in so many ways, and I just can't wait to to share it with everyone and for everyone to be able to get a copy of it. So that's that's coming up. But uh, today we we continue talking about this subject of drift that we we began in, in our last episode. This idea that we can uh, two two episodes ago actually we can. You know, just really be drifting and not even maybe realize. And today, I want to talk about mission drift. A mission drift, in, in, like in an organization, is when is when they drift from their their stated mission, and it happens. But here's the here's the hard cold reality: it can happen to you as an individual too. Mission drift is not just solely for organizations, or businesses, or companies. It's for an individual as well. In the world of project management, they call it scope creep. And that's when a, a project drifts beyond its original scope. I was introduced to this term a number of years ago when we were building our church building. And I would never heard it before. And I was talking with the superintendent of the project and, you know, he mentioned scope creep and I'm like, you know, what are are you talking about? What what does that mean? You know, he explained how this can happen about how it can happen in companies where you're just, before you know it, this project has just completely gone beyond the original parameters. Now, you know, there's some famous examples of it in say the public sector where, you know, these, these giant projects end up going millions and millions of dollars over budget, and that obviously is a big part of what we talk about. We talk about scope creep is that the price is creeping, but it can happen even in something like a home project where you know you start out with you know you're going to renovate the kitchen and the bathroom, you got a $25,000 budget, and then you know you want this and you want that, and this and that, and this fixture, and change this, and all of a sudden it's $29,000 and you're like uh-oh where is that extra money supposed to come from so it can happen it can happen in 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 a lot of ways and um, you know i i can see it even in my own family in the holidays last year i was just like you know what what is going on here we we went from one christmas tree and then oh then we're gonna put this little one upstairs and then all of a sudden now we have one in the dining room, like what in the world? Talk about scope creep, talk about mission drift. So what happened? We, we need three Christmas trees now. One is not, not enough. We need three. So uh, it can happen. It can happen to you. And you really have to just understand that drift can take place. And, and you've got to be aware of it. You've got to be laser focused about the fact that this thing can happen and it can happen to you. And if you're not aware of it, if you're not sensitive to it, if you're not monitoring it, you can just drift off of your mission for your life, what it is that you state is important to you, that you say is what you want your life to be about or aspects of your life, and before you know it, you're just, you're just drifting off to where you're in a place that you never wanted to be. The Apostle Paul in the Bible was a very, very accomplished leader of the early church, and one of the things that he was famous for was sticking to his mission of sharing the gospel all around the known world and starting all these churches. And then in 2 Timothy, chapter four, he's writing to his protege, his mentoree, Timothy, and he says in verse six, he says, the time has come for me to die. My life is like a drink offering being poured out on the altar. Now, that's a weird phrase, you know, drink offering. It was was a sacrifice. And, And what he was saying is that, you know, he had made sacrifices in order for the mission to stay on track and I would say to you that if you are going to stay on point and not have mission drift in your life or your team or your organization you are going to have to make sacrifices. Paul had total focus and absolute dedication to the mission. I mean, He just Stuck with it. I mean, he just absolutely stuck with it. And he w- was not going to be denied. And he reflects on his life. And he literally says, you know, my life is like a drink offering being poured out on an altar. You know, like, I'm willing to have lived a life of sacrifice to keep from mission drift. You, you, you've got to be willing to give everything to the mission. And he certainly was willing to do that. In fact, I will say it another way. When you stop making sacrifices, you start drifting. Oh, that's good. That's worth repeating. When you stop making sacrifices, you start drifting. So you can just look at your own life and your own situation and just ask yourself, am I still making the sacrifices that I once was making? Just you can pick any part of your life and say, am I still Doing that, Am I willing to make the sacrifices? And by the way, if you say, no, I'm not willing to do it, then I would say to you, you you've got to discover a new mission then. You've got to get a new mission because you're obviously not willing then to fulfill that mission. So find yourself a new mission that you can give yourself fully to and that you are willing to make the kind of sacrifices that are necessary in order to see that mission accomplished, if you do still share that mission, then again, you've got to really look at yourself and say, wow, I got to start doing the hard things that have got to be done that are necessary in order for me to get where I want to go and do what I want to do it was just going over with my wife kind of the schedule here for the next uh about 2 months and you know she's like man this is an incredible schedule you just are going all these places doing all these things and yeah it's true it is a heck of a schedule right up to you know the holidays like wow but this is what's necessary. If you got a new book coming out, I got to tell you something. In this day and age, uh, you know, you just can't write a book and expect to publish. the publishing company will promote it and everyone will buy it. It just doesn't work that way anymore. You've got to put some incredible effort into it. And if you got other things going on like I do, then you you understand that there's there's a lot that goes into it. So the bottom line is, got to be willing to make sacrifices. So just ask yourself, am I making the sacrifices? And if you're not, then I'm gonna say uh, you're drifting. You're drifting off your mission. And, and you've got to take a, a hard look at that. Now, the Apostle Paul, he never drifted off m- mission. And, and here's one of the, the major reasons why, because he was somebody who who fought for it. He he just he had just an incredible warrior spirit in him. In fact, after he says that you know his life has been like a drink offering, then this is the next thing he says in verse seven: "I fought well. I have fought well." He tells us it's it's not been easy, but I've been willing to fight for what I believe in. You know, you're always going to have to fight for what you believe in. If you believe in it, people are going to resist it, or marginalize it, dispute it criticize it and if you believe in it you've got to be willing to fight for it. And Paul says, hey I I fought well. I was willing to I was willing to fight. You just you're always gonna have to fight for what you believe in. It's it's never going to be easy to accomplish your mission. It's it's never easy. It's always a challenge and You know, sometimes we look at people who've had success and we just think, oh, this is so simple and easy. But when you get inside the organization or inside the person's life and you see what they are willing to do, I can tell you what you're going to see a whole lot of fight, a true warrior spirit where they're battling Think about the the Patriots in in football. You know, they're just on this incredible run of success. And now they've started out another season, you know, just incredible first three games. They don't even give up a touchdown. I mean, first three games, the defense does not give up a touchdown. In in the NFL, that is some impressive stuff. With the change in in coordinator and, and all that. But you know what? Head coach is still there. And guess what he's saying? We are not going to have mission drift in this organization. We are not going to have mission drift. We're going to fight. We're going to battle. You've got to fight against the drift. It's really very easy to give in to drifting. In fact, drifting will happen just like in the ocean. You know, if you just set a boat and maybe, you know, maybe you've done this before, like fishing or something, you know, you don't have an anchor or anything like that. It's just a small boat. Maybe you do have an anchor, maybe you don't. But, I mean, you just sit there, you'll drift. It will happen. If the motor's not on and, you know, you're not trolling or you're not going to a particular spot, you're going to be drifting. That's for sure. That is going to happen. However, if you battle against the drift, you can keep. It's not inevitable. It's not inevitable. You can fight it. You can fight the drift. But you will have to fight it. If you don't fight, it's going to happen. That's, you have to fight drift. You can't just say, well, you know, I'll do my thing and hopefully there'll be no drifting. There will be drifting. You'll have to battle and you'll have to fight for it. But if you battle and fight, the good news is you can, you can be successful. You can stay on point. You can stay on track and you can end up accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish. You can end up going where it is that you want to go, doing what it is that you want to do. All those things are possible. History is replete with examples of it and it's happening all around you today in your life. There are people that are staying on point. They're staying on mission. They are making the sacrifices that need to be made They're battling and fighting for it. They're not giving in. Now, this doesn't mean, you know, you can never take a break or or have a rest. I'm not saying that. In fact, I'm a huge believer and I did an early episode about taking a vacation and why I think that's valuable and important. So even in the midst of this super busy time I'm going to have, I am going to take a little overnight little overnight trip with my wife and do a little bit of hiking, get out in National Park, and have, you know, just have some some nice time with the fall foliage and that whole deal and it, it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm not saying it's, you know, 100% work all the time, but you're going to have to put forth the effort. You're going to have to make sacrifices and there's going to have to be a, a serious amount of fight in you. And that's why you have to have times of rest and, and rejuvenation. So you can come back and really and really go after it. Now, it, you know, is, is that all there is to it? Uh, no, I'll tell you, you, another thing you just really have to have is you have to have the love. It's really interesting because a few verses later in verse 10... This is what Paul says about one of his friends and partners in ministry. He says, Demas loves the things of this world so much that he left me and went to Thessalonica. In other words, Demas did not love the mission enough to make the sacrifices and fight the good fight. He loved this world, Paul says, the things of this world so much that he left and went back to Thessalonica. So here's, here's the, you know, just to give you the setting. I've been to Thessalonica. It's uh, called Thessaloniki today. It's in uh, the northern part of Greece. And uh, I've been, I've, I've been there. I've been to uh, to the ruins of the places that Paul would have been and probably where he met Demas and it's, it's really fascinating to witness. By the way, I've also been to the jail cell in Rome where Paul wrote these words. When Paul said, I'm about to die, he was in a jail cell in the Mamertine prison in Rome. I've been there. I've seen that little cell that he was in. So I've seen the cell in Rome and I, I've seen Thessaloniki today, Thessalonica in the Bible, where Demas said, you know, I'm just going to desert and go back home. I just don't love it enough. You know, I don't I don't have the love. So I love other things more. I mean, that's, again, that's what you have to determine for yourself in terms of drift is, you know, you'll drift when when the love is, is not strong enough. When the love for what you're doing, you know, if you just, if you just, if you don't have enough love, then you're going to give up on it. You know, if you really just say, I just, I just really want to, I love my family and I just don't want to get into health problems because I'm overweight and I'm just going to do what I have to do to get back to where I'm in shape. I'm eating healthy. There it is, you know, you have the love and the love motivates you. And I was in the gym this morning. I've been going to, you know, the gym for years and years and years. And I got to tell you, today was one of those days. I was like, man, I'm not really feeling it. I just don't really you know, really want to go through the workout, you know, just it's, it's not always easy. It's not always easy to to get yourself motivated. But these are the times when you just have to say, you know, I, I'm doing this for other people besides myself. There are other people counting on me. and If my health fails, it's going to impact them in a, in a really negative way. You know, what happens is when you really have the love for the mission, then you don't get distracted. Because it's the distractions that cause you to drift. Man, there's a lot of distractions. There are a lot of distractions in this world. And when you don't have the love for the mission, what happens is things start distracting you. Maybe you don't even realize. I mean, maybe even as you're listening now, you know, it's almost like it's like this is kind of spooky. This guy is talking like about what's happening in my life right now. I mean, wow, this is weird. You know, like it can happen that way where you just sort of the light bulb goes on and you're like, you know, that's exactly what has happened to me. I have gotten distracted and I have drifted off of my mission. Wake up, call. Boom. All right. Let's uh Let's get back on on track. You've got to love the mission. It's the, it's the love for it that keeps you, you know, going. You know, just you just, you know, you believe in it. Let's say you have started your own business. You just, you know, you just are so passionate about it and you care so deeply about it that it just drives you, keeps you going. And I've started six, seven, seven, seven different. Things in my life, church campuses, schools, ministries, I mean, seven. So I know a little bit about what that's like. And you've got to have the love for it. You just have to really believe that you know, this is what we need to do. This is what this community needs. This is what I've been put on earth to accomplish. And even something like what's happening with this book of mine, you got style that's coming out. This book first started in my mind, like wasn't a book then, but just this idea of styles probably 15 years ago. And then about five years ago, I was like, you know what? This is really fascinating how many different styles there are. I, I just sat down one day and started writing down styles. And, you know, I got to about 10 and I'm like, you know, this could really turn into a book. And then I talked to a book agent and the book agent was like, that is a great idea. That is a winner, winner chicken dinner. You got to get after that. And so that then led me to pour my, you know, about the next four years of my life, just working on this book, doing the research and putting it all down on paper. And just because I just really believe that when people learn about their styles, it just can help them to understand themselves better and, and be the best that they can be. And and then when they understand others' styles, especially those people that they're in relationship with and impact their life, again, you just take something like financial styles, you, you look at couples, the number one thing they fight about is money, almost assuredly because they have different financial styles. I mean, just right off the bat, you just imagine, how helpful it would be for, say, a husband and a wife to fully understand that they have two totally different financial styles. What a huge insight that is. Doesn't mean all the disagreements disappear and, you know, everybody gets along and sings kumbaya, but it definitely helps you to understand why they are saying this or that's why they think this way or so passionate about this or want to make this expenditure or or do this whatever the case may be or stop spending and get out of debt or whatever it is it's just so i just i just love i just love it and so when you love it you know you you do what you you do what you have to do and you don't get distracted so many people come up to me say i just can't believe this is your seventh book you know i'd love to write a book you know i love to write a book i got a book i could write yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, then write it. Oh, man, that's going to take some serious focus on the mission and not get distracted. It, it, it can happen, but will not be easy. You know, Paul's mission was he wanted to, sh- to share the gospel or, around the known world. I mean, he traveled essentially a- around the known world at, at that time in the first century. And so, he, he he says these words then, where he says, you know, I fought well. And then he says, listen, he says, I finished the race. I finished the race. Paul says, I, and by the way, then he says, and he says, I've been faithful. So he says, I fought, and I was faithful, and I finished. Fought, faithful, finished. A guy like me, that likes alliteration, can dig on that. You know, I, I fought and I was faithful and I and I finished. People who don't experience mission drift are people who are finishers. Paul did not drift from his mission. He started all kinds of churches all around the known world. I have traveled to those places. I've been to Thessalonica where he started A church. I've been to Corinth. I've been to Ephesus. I've been to Rome. Where else have I been? Crete. All kinds of places where churches were either started directly by him or by his partners, his associates in in ministry. And I've personally seen these places firsthand. Athens, it's incredible what Paul was able to do. Absolutely amazing because he did not drift off of his mission. He finished well. It's, a, it's an incredible concept, this idea of being a finisher. You know how many people start stuff but don't finish it? It's pretty incredible. I mean, maybe that's you. You know, if you just really were honest. And just said, okay, let's just be really honest right now. Do a self-evaluation. Like, I start a lot of stuff, but I haven't finished much of it. Do you know that half of all the people who pursue an advanced degree, PhD, do not finish it? Half. I know what that's like. It's not easy. And by the way, the big thing is the dissertation, which gets back to the, the writing thing. You know, write a book. It's like writing a book. And so they do the coursework. But then when it comes time to do that, they just cannot seem to finish it. They get distracted and uh, a thousand things that'll do it. And what have you started and not finished? Because here's what I can tell you. It's about finishing. Now, let me just say, this is how you finish. Well, let's let, we'll just go back to the book you know, metaphor for a moment here. You know, so how do you finish a book? Well, the way you finish a book is that you finish chapters, (laughs) you finish research. In other words, you have a schedule and you say, this is what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to write this many words this week, or I'm going to do this much research this week. And then at the end of this month, I'm going to be here. And then at the end of this quarter, I'm going to be here. And at the end of this year, I'm going to be here. That's exactly how you do it. Now, there are all kinds of tips. One of mine is that when I get enough material together, I'll go away. I'll exit the scene. I'll go to like a, uh, a cabin in the mountains or a, a beach house in the middle of winter when no one's there. Uh, and um, I'll just be, just be me and my dog and just right, 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 right. That's, that's, that's how these things happen. You finish each week well. You finish each day well. You finish each month well you finish each year well. That's that's how you finish well. It isn't just a, like, oh, at the end, I'll finish well. No, it's a process that you're in. Time after time after time, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you're finishing, you're finishing, you're finishing, you're finishing, you're finishing what you start. You're starting things and you're finishing things. And the more that you start and finish, the more you stay on the mission. That's how the mission gets accomplished. I've been at it for 26 years in my church. And let me, I've been at the same mission for 26 years. Has not changed. Trans, the mission. Our mission is transformation. Transforming people, our community, our world through relevant and innovative ministries. That's what we're about. And that's what we've been doing. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Because... That's our mission. And we don't drift off the mission. You have to eliminate whatever it is that is causing you to get off your mission. Whatever is causing you to drift has to be dealt with and it has to be dealt with immediately. And again, this is just a really good this way of looking at it. So, you know, sacrifices. Are you making sacrifices? Because if you're not making sacrifices, you're starting to drift. Are you, are you fighting? Are you battling? If it's easy, you're probably drifting. If it's easier, sometimes it's easy. You know, again, you just want to be careful not to ever go to extremes on anything. Sometimes things just all, all I had a, I was on a run here recently with my writing where it's just like one great idea after another. I was just like, unbelievable. But you know what? That came to an end. Never lasts forever. You can be on a hot streak, but the hot streak eventually will end. Are you fighting? Do you have the love? Do you have the love? You've got to love the mission. You've got to love it. And then are you finishing? Not starting stuff, finishing stuff. Are you You know, putting it up and laying it down? You're putting it up and laying it down. Because if you keep putting it up and keep laying it down, you're going to end up finishing. And that's how you keep from drifting in your mission and that's how your mission gets accomplished. That is the way it works, friends. And I hope you put these principles into practice in your life. And And again, please share this podcast with people that you think need this kind of help, motivation, inspiration, insights that will help and bless their lives because I just would love to keep reaching more and more people. And And join us again next week because we're going to finish out our final session our final episode on drift talking about passion drift maybe that's the one for you see you next week you've been listening to the point of impact podcast with rick mcdaniel thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode